Hello? Are you here? Hey, welcome. Consider it fate that you're listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. Today we got a short interview with Jay Collins, recorded backstage at Chastain Park in Atlanta, Georgia. Originally broadcast on the radio in 2007. And this interview's just been waiting, waiting, waiting until now to come out. Jay Collins heads up the Jay Collins Band and was also the saxophonist for Greg Allman and Friends. Here's what the late, great Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers Band said once about Jay Collins. He's got killer tone. Anybody who's into good smoking tenor sax, y'all in for a treat. Well, Jay Collins is not just a saxophonist, but also a flautist or flutist. And he's a songwriter and a very unique vocalist. Based out of New York State, he's got a bit of the music from New Orleans in his sound, as well as classic rock, jazz, and blues. He also has traveled around the world as a U.S. jazz ambassador. Hey, just a quick note here. Your host, Paul Leslie's very first interview was broadcast in October 2003, and he's been at it ever since. We got a lot of interviews just like this one, all free to listen to. The best way to keep up with them is to subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel and click like on the Paul Leslie Hour on Facebook. Oh, yes. Be our guest. We think you'll enjoy this insightful interview with Jay Collins. So let's get to it. Mostly when I got into music in the beginning, it was jazz, you know, being a horn player. That's like where most of us come out of. Lots of jazz. And my stepfather plays guitar. And he had Allman Brothers and lots of blues, Jimi Hendrix, lots of the real old blues masters like Freddie King, Albert King, B.B. King, all the kings, <laughs> and Robert Johnson and, and that kind of stuff. So I heard a lot of that growing up, too. But I didn't get into that until later after I went through the jazz thing. I kind of came back a little more into the roots thing, and then I put them together, you know. And, and where you, when you put them together, you kind of get New Orleans. <laughs> so how did you make the leap from being a music lover to being a musician yourself? Well, I don't know if I ever really was much of a music lover before I started playing. So I don't think there was much of a leap there. I started playing when I was 12. I'm sure I liked music like all kids, you know, but I don't remember being way into it before that, other than just soaking up what was around. Tell us about how you formed the Jay Collins Band. Well, I've had a few bands since I moved to New York. I moved to New York when I was about 21. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I went back home, ran out of all my money in New York City, went home, and then I came back again when I was 24. That was in fall of 92. Been in New York City ever since until just a couple of months ago when I moved to Woodstock, New York. The way I put my band together was this incarnation of my band where I'm doing, I'm singing songs and playing the saxophone. It came about as a result of, you know, I was playing a lot of jazz around New York, had met a lot of different musicians doing that. A lot of musicians that played different things, like all all styles of music. And when I started writing songs and singing, 
the guys that I knew that liked my saxophone playing, I would show them the songs and, and they liked, they liked the songs. And so we started playing together. I started kind of picking up guys that I knew that already knew me as a saxophone player. Cause I had a little bit of notoriety as a saxophone player around town at that point. And in the beginning, my singing wasn't very good <laughs> and I was mostly doing it, you know, just to like get the tunes I was writing out there because I was having trouble finding anybody else to sing them. But it kept getting better. And as it kept getting better, I kind of kept meeting more players. So at this point, there's six of us, including me, in that band. And uh, we mostly just play around New York City. We haven't done very much touring at this point. We did play at the Monterey Jazz Festival a couple of years ago and did a West Coast tour and hit a bunch of spots out you know, all up and down the West Coast then. But mostly we've been centered around just playing a couple gigs a month in New York City at various places. You mentioned that you said at the beginning, your vocals, you said you didn't think you were that good. I happen to like your voice. I oh, mean, thank you. What I was just wondering, just because you do have a very unique voice. And, you know, on the radio today, you hear a lot of people have very similar voices. So when someone has a different voice, it stands out very much. So I was wondering what your mu your musical influence were as far as vocalists well vocalists i like joe cocker i like tom waits like otis redding i like greg allman quite a bit <laughs> and luckily getting to work with him you know i i get to really i've learned a lot from from working with him about singing you know getting to sit next to somebody who sings that good every night you know when when we're out there touring is is invaluable the influence of Greg came along a little later after I started playing with him and I began to revisit a lot of the Allman Brothers music. And then I, I really started getting more and more into Greg's singing at that point. But I've also been really influenced by a lot of the blues singers. Freddie King is a favorite of mine. Otis Redding, of course. Bobby Blue Bland is another one. And then I always liked Al Green's singing, but I have too deep of a voice to sing like Al Green. But but I've tried to copy a lot of people. Ray Charles is another huge, huge vocal influence. I spend a lot of time trying to learn stuff from, from Ray Charles. So speaking of Greg Ullman, you are a member of Greg Ullman and Friends. And there are two great singers, as far as I'm concerned, with Floyd Miles in there. Yeah. I was just wondering how you came to meet Mr. Allman. I get asked that a lot. It was purely by coincidence. I was playing a gig in New York City at a jazz club, a small place called, well, not that small, but anyway, a place called Cleopatra's Needle. Just a real run-of-the-mill jazz gig in New York City, not, not a high-profile thing. And a saxophone player that I knew from a few years back had come down there and saw him in the audience. I said, hey, you got your horn with you? Come on up, play with us, you know. And he came up and jammed with us, you know, and it, and we had a great time. You know, no egos either, just two saxophone players with the band, you know. We were playing all the bebop, classic jazz kind of stuff. We're having a great time. And then afterwards, you know, I'm talking to him, and he's talking about how he's playing with Dickie Betts, right? So a few days went by, and he called me on the phone, and he says, hey, listen, man, I, I got this thing uh I got asked to play some horn with, with Greg Allman. He's putting together a horn section. And I can't do it because I'm going to be busy with Dickie Betts. Are you interested in doing it? And I said, yeah, sure, of course. Turned out one of his real good friends who was a trumpet player was putting together 
the section and him and the trumpet player were putting it together me and the trumpet player and we got another uh, another saxophone player playing baritone sax named chris carlick so richard bolger was the trumpet player i was playing tenor sax and chris carlick was playing baritone and for the first from 2001 until about 2004 i think we had the three-piece horn section for greg and that was a great great time you know we wrote a lot of really cool horn arrangements on some allman brothers stuff and some of greg's tunes and things that didn't have horns on them yet and some stuff from greg's old records that had horns a couple of years ago they decided to slim the band down a little bit i got asked to stay the other two horn players are are taking a break for a while till either greg does a new record and and we decide to go with a bigger lineup we'll bring the horn section back but at this point i've taken over you know all the horn duties myself <laughs> but yeah that's how it happened i went out to jones beach and they took me backstage and and i met greg and me and the other horn players met him and they flew us down to savannah georgia to rehearse i found out later that that was really kind of an audition but i didn't know it at the time I came recommended from Jamo, the drummer yeah. with the Almond Brothers. His friend Honey Boy, Charles Otis, who's a drummer from New Orleans. I had played with Charles around New York City. So Jamo knew me from Charles Otis, recommended me. So between Jamo saying I heard this guy was good, and my other friend who was playing with Dickie's band. Between those two people, I had enough recommendation that I practically walked on the gig without playing a note, really. And then when we went down to Savannah, Georgia and rehearsed, as soon as Greg heard us play the horn section, he was like, all right, you guys are all right. That was that was it. And I've been with him ever since. I was wondering if you could tell the listeners out there, first of all, how they can hear your music online, also about the album which is forthcoming. My last CD, which is called Poem for You Today, has sold out at this point. So right now they're only offered, that record is only offered online. If you go to jcollinsband.com, there's a link to iTunes and you can get the record, can download tracks off of it rather, MP3s and stuff like that. And I believe that it's also available at eMusic. And then my new CD that I'm working on now is in the mastering stages. We're just working on the artwork and the mastering. Then at this point, it looks like I'm going to try and release it myself, although there's a small chance that I may release it with a label. Basically, it should be, I would think, ready by the new year. And I don't have a title for that yet, but of course, on the website, it'll be up there when it's when it's ready to go. And also, I have uh, myspace.com slash j collins band it's another place that i've got i'm going to be selling music at this is kind of a philosophical question but when someone hears the j collins band in person or a recording or hears you performing with greg allman and friends what is it that you hope that the listener gets out of the experience just enjoyment of listening to music played tastefully and played with feeling for me, when I hear good music, it may make me want to get up and move around. I hope that people get that feeling. 
there's almost like a, a fountain inside that that comes up of feeling. You know, when I hear somebody expressing themselves vocally or on an instrument, and I think that I want to give that feeling to people, you know, whatever it is for them so that they feel good and so that the music kind of like takes their mind off of whatever it is that they need to be taken away from, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And we all need to escape for a little while. And, and art brings out the creativity in everybody. And it doesn't matter what you do, you know, I mean, everybody's got creativity. Everybody needs to be inspired to, to create themselves, whatever it is they do in life. Just to have a good conversation with somebody is creative. So I hope to inspire creativity, too, in, in, in people, you know, just like I hope to be inspired myself. So my final question, given that this broadcast is going to go out all over the world, what would you, Mr. Jay Collins of the Jay Collins Band and of Greg Ullman and Friends, like to say to the world? When people ask me about music, they ask me about what do you, where do you think music is going or this kind of thing. And I often say, you know, I don't worry about music so much. I worry more about are we going to have a world left to play music in, <laughs> you know, in 10 years. I'd say there's a lot bigger things to worry about than like, you know, where the next trend in music is coming from or whatever. I guess I would say just be good to each other. Be loving to each other and, and reach out to somebody. We don't have a lot of time, man, and we got to fill the time that we have with as much love as possible. Well, Mr. Collins, I thank you so much for all this. Thank you so much. I really thank appreciate you, it. Paul. Yeah. Take care, man. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good.